But now the offense stays on the field. The Giants are going for two. They're going for the win with 106 to play. Now listen, if it pans out, it's the gutsiest call of all time. If it doesn't, you're sure going to hear about it in that New York market we mentioned earlier. Here we go. Two-point try for the lead. James, the motion man. Shovel. Barkley breaks a tackle. Dives in for two. Giants take the lead. 21-20 with 106 to play in the fourth. Hello and welcome to Big Dash Knows. Big Dash Knows what? New York Giants football. Let's go. Joe Shane. What is Joe Shane doing? What is he doing? How is he building this team? How is he trying to best compete for right now and build for the future? How is he doing that right now? Or is he even even doing this right now? That's a discussion. That's absolutely a discussion for everybody. And when I think about Joe Shane and what he's doing right now, I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't lie. Um, now, there's difference of opinions because of, of where you think this team is currently. Um, are you closer to being competitive? Is it closer just to a full-blown rebound? That's the question. That's absolutely the question. So, but to me, I'm looking at some of the pickups in free agency. And again, the cap has a lot to do with it. The cap has a lot to do with it. So I'm just like, I understand why you picked up Jamison Crowder. I understand why you picked up Paris Campbell. I understand why you're trying to get Ashawn um, Robinson. I understand why you picked up the cornerback from Detroit. I understand why you picked up the safety. There's holes here. There's holes that need to be filled. And then the, the draft is right around the corner, and you're just looking around like, okay, I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do at 25. I'm trying to catch what the vibe is going to be, you know, for the 2023 draft. And for me, as much tape as I've looked at, as much as many mock drafts that I've done, I honestly don't have a clue. I don't have a clue what Joe Shane it's going to do in the draft. What the Giants are going to do in this draft, it can go a lot of ways. Um, now, I have my own opinions, absolutely. If you follow me, you already know what those opinions are. At 25, there's only a couple guys that I would take over the center position because I believe that the center position, the center position is very, very important to this team and, and to, to the overall success of the offense. Um, the center does not just help Daniel Jones. The center helps the running back. You know, um, so overall, when it comes to the New York Giants and what they're doing in 2023, I absolutely believe that they are competing right now and building for the future. And you could tell by some of the picks. Now, you'll say, OK, well, you, you re-signed Daniel Jones. You gave him big money. It's no it's no longer a rebuild. And I would say that you're absolutely right. You know what? Saquon Barkley is big money. You know, you, you're keeping them on the books. This is this is not a rebuild. And I see what you mean when you say that. But then I also look at the holes and how they plan on addressing these holes. And to me, that portion of it is a rebuild. So when you say, when you say, you know, 
it's a win now situation for the Giants. I don't necessarily believe that it's a win now as far as winning a Super Bowl, winning a championship uh, situation for the Giants right now. I believe there's still a window for that. But when you do say that, there's some truth to it because when you look at the Daniel Jones contract, the Daniel Jones contract is a two-year deal with the option or the ability to get out after two but when you really look at the money, it's definitely an option to get out at three without it costing you a pretty a pretty penny. And I, I think since, since you know, you, you have them definitely for those two years, why not try to make a run for it? Because this year was a surprise for a lot of people. Um, some people might have guessed or had a feeling that the Giants were going to win some games. I did, I did so as, as well. But I'm thinking about it like, Last year was pretty special. And not saying the play was special, but last year, as far as changing the energy of the New York Giants, um, going from the laughing stock to playoff contenders. You know what I mean? So now when when you look at the Giants coming up this year, all the teams that had us circled for, for wins last year and year and and, and years prior to that, it's not an easy win. When you're going against New York anymore, the coaching is, is coaching these guys up, even with the roster being what it was, you're going to be in for a fight. And I think that if you address certain positions and add to certain holes, because you can't do them all, you can't fill them all. Maybe maybe you can with 10 picks in the draft, but not necessarily only three picks in the top 100 now since we traded for Darren Waller. Um, the Giants are ready to make some noise. So I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. If the Giants stay the same, we could say, okay, the schedule was harder. So if they had the same amount of wins as last year, that's still some improvement. Or you can say, or I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Giants won 10, 11 games and in our favorite against some of these better teams because of the growth of the quarterback um, the scheme has opened up as far as offensive coordinator. The defense has gotten better because there's better players on the roster. I wouldn't be surprised at that either. I would be surprised if we ended up turning turning around and having like a six, five, six win season. And to me, that's just the worst thing that can happen. But again, overall, just thinking about Joe Shane and this in, in this offseason so far, because we're only a couple weeks into this free agency period. A lot of the pro days are getting done. You got people taking people to dinner, people going to going to pro days, you know, 13 people, 10 people. A lot of people visiting these players, having, you know, official meetings and things like that. It's starting to heat up. And with the draft right around the corner, about five weeks away, I still can't figure out exactly where we might go. Now, they're interviewing all of the wide receivers. We've uh, seen the reports of that. You know, some linebackers, middle linebackers and edges, cornerbacks, not as many as you would think. But I'm like, yeah, I got no clue. And I'm excited about that because on 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 draft night, like I remember last year. There were a couple players that was like, man, if they're there, we're going to get them. Sauce Gardner, Kayvon Thibodeau. And then when it came to the tackle, it was like, well, whichever tackle is left, we're going to get them. Whether it's Evan Neal, Cross or... um. Aquano, you know, so we weren't worried about getting a tackle as much because we knew we'd get one of the three. Now that we're picking at 25 
and you know with with 24 picks going before you you kind of got an idea of the top 10 of how things are going to go with some of these quarterbacks or who possibly might go might get pushed back but 25 is so hard to predict who's going to be there and it will take a massive massive drop kind of like an Aaron Rodgers type of drop for one of these no-brainer type picks to fall to 25 uh, and but for me, still, I remember, and I can't, I can't do it. I, can't, I can't forget the amount of complaining that I did about this offensive line, the interior offensive line. And um, when you have an opportunity to fix this problem, especially when you're picking at 25, because it's not 20, it's not 15, it's not 10, it's, it's 25. You're basically seven spots out of the second round. And I don't think anybody would have an issue picking John Michael Schmitz early in the second round. So when you're picking at 25, I think that's early enough to get him, especially when my expectations are going to be that he has a big impact at the center position and he'll be the center for years and years and years to come. But again, just wrapping this back up to Joe Shane. Um, yeah. I'm glad with what he's doing so far. Um, I understand why he's making the moves that he's making. I understand why there's still a lot of one-year deals because do you want to get stuck with some of these players for the long run? A lot of these guys are one-year prover type guys. And if they can give you some quality, they'll be like Jihad Ward. You go from one one-year deal to another one-year deal unless another team wants to pay you for, you know, multiple years. But I have no problem with that. Now, next year going into 2024 where you got over $100 million in cap space, then it's about building for long-term future contracts with players that you plan on being here for a long time. And again, Andrew Thomas comes uh, to mind. Dexter Lawrence comes to mind. If that doesn't get done this year, which it could happen. Um, if you want to extend a Dory Jackson, that's another thing. And then whoever down the pike, Xavier McKinney is a guy that a lot of people feel like he's going to be, you know, the safety for the future as well. Um, but for me, for me, it's all about excitement. Um, the unknown is very thrilling. Uh, not knowing what the Giants are going to do is thrilling. I know this much. I don't plan on sucking. I don't pause, pause. I don't, I don't plan on being bad in 2023. I don't plan and I don't see it happening. Now, last year was a crapshoot for me. I had high hopes, but I still thought, you know, seven, seven ones was the floor. Anything over seven was, was extra. And then we got a playoff and a playoff win. And um, I think with the coaching staff staying intact, quarterback staying intact with another year, you know, under his belt on, in this system, when you add some some better quality guys at the in the wide receiver room, I think you're heading in the right direction. When you add a guy like Darren Waller, if he can come back and get back to form, maybe not the form that he was two years ago, but definitely you know, better than what he's he's done the past uh, few years dealing with injuries. If you can get that man looking like 80% of himself, then you have a tight end that can make some plays, especially in the division, especially in the conference. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my opinion on Joe Shane. Um, if you, if you're sitting here scratching your head, there's nothing wrong with that with some of the moves that he's making, because at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, we're, we're dealing with a guy that we're not used to. You're dealing with a Giants team that has had success and, you know, we, we're always looking for playmakers uh, in the free agency. We're not used to getting depth guys. 
you know what I mean, quality depth guys. So when we're looking at these guys, they're like, who, you know, well, why are we doing that? It's because they're not planning on some of these guys to be the starters. They're planning on these guys to contribute, bring competition, and do things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, that's just a quick, quick conversation, I should say, about Joe Shane and the moves that he's making this offseason, where I think he's going, um, what I think the moves are about, what the vision is ultimately, and then just some of my expectations on what I plan to see next year in the 2023 season. So again, I want to thank you guys for vibing with me. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And from one Giants fan to another, this is Big Dash Knows, Big Blue Nation. Let's go.